Welcome to New Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. For more information regarding New Hope, visit newhopecom.org. Today I want to just do a quick little, I have about 20 minutes here, I just want to do a quick little um, message about reviving your childhood dreams. I think it's important that sometimes we just take a moment in our busy lives just to step back and say, um, like I've been walking with the Lord for you know, 25, 30 years, and he put some things on my heart a long time ago that sometimes I just bury him and say, oh, that's never going to happen, and these things are never going to come to pass. And So I wanted just to encourage you today um, just to take a moment today, dream like a child, remember your own childhood, take a few minutes and just... Um, um, just kind of revive something in you that maybe you've lost along the way. Got these little pictures today. I was giving, handing a bunch of pictures. It says, um, each dot is like a person. When we combine, we make a beautiful masterpiece. This was a picture one of the kids drew today. And I want you to know today that you are God's masterpiece here on planet Earth. That's very important. There's lots of leaves being drawn today, which I thought was very interesting. This is, this is life. God welcomes us to grow. So I think he's going to share some ways that we can grow. Maybe, um, maybe we'll be able to say, oh, I never thought about my dreams this way before, and maybe you'll be more willing to pull them out and dust them off. So this, here's another leaf, and I saw trees and stuff. So it's really important that you listen to what the children are saying because they know how to dream. Okay, they're not afraid to dream big dreams. So we're going to start off on 1 Peter 4.10. God's gift of grace comes in many forms. Each of you has received a gift in order to, save, to serve others. You should use it faithfully. We're going to talk about it, but you were given gifts and you were given talents, but they weren't given to you just to serve yourself. They were given to you actually to glorify the kingdom of God, but to serve others. Another version of that says, whatever be the gifts that um, you have received, you must use them for one another's benefits as good stewards of God's many-sided kindnesses. You see, the best thing you can give the world is yourself. He's already planted a bunch of stuff in you. He's already given you a ton of stuff to give to other people around you. But you have to learn to take those things out and just to dust them off. See, I believe God has encouraged us to have faith like a child, or he wants us to have faith like a child, because someplace planted in us are those little seeds that he first gave us, even when we were inside our mother's womb, that, um, that if you take them out and you start looking at them, you become more childlike. You start to believe, yeah, all things are possible when you, when you start looking at your dreams and start believing that they are real and they're not just something down the line in the future someplace. See, kids are not afraid to dream. They're not afraid to be a superhero. They're not afraid to, to, um, to, to fight a giant or become a ninja turtle or to run into a building that's on fire in their imagination and save somebody because they always dream bigger than what their reality is. See, at that very moment when a kid begins to play and they begin to dream, they actually are becoming, in their heart and in their mind, that thing. If we can, I don't know if we can, but um, Psalms 139.16, it's in the New English translation. 
says, Your eyes saw me when I was inside the womb. All the days ordained for me were recorded in a scroll before one of them came into existence. I'm going to read that again. Your eyes saw me when I was inside the womb. All the days were ordained for me were recorded in your scroll before one of them came into existence. You are God's big dream for planet Earth. Okay? And he's waiting for those dreams to take root and to grow. When we were in, uh, several years ago, when the, when the children leadership team went to Redding, California for a, a children's leadership conference, there was a story that was shared. I'm going to share it now. And it has stuck with me ever since about this little boy. He was about four years old. And, he, and in his household, he just had a new sister that was born. And he wanted to go into the nursery at their house and have a quiet time all by himself and speak to this little, his new little sister. But the mother was a little apprehensive because he wasn't really sure how, she wasn't really sure how he was going to respond in there. You know, a little, his, her, her little rambunctious boy could do something. She was a little afraid just to let him go in there by, by, by himself. But she allowed it because the boy kept asking over and over again, I need to get in there, I need to talk to her. I need to get in there, I need to talk to her. And so the mother decided, okay, I'm going to let you go in. But instead of leaving him in there by himself, she left the door open just a little bit so she could hear what was going on in case she needed to go in there and intervene. So the little boy goes up to the edge of the crib, and he pulls himself really close to it, and he says this to his newborn sister, can you tell me what he looks like? I'm starting to forget. I'm starting to forget what he looks like. The boy was losing the image of the person who loved him first. The very one who saw him when he was still in his mother's womb. He wanted to recapture that image. See, we're all born with an image. We all have spent time in heavenly places with Jesus. And sometimes... If you start dreaming like a child again, you'll start seeing the image of Christ even more in your life. So what would happen if you would dare to rediscover some of your lost childhood dreams? <clears throat> what would happen if you would choose to dust them off? There are a few things I wanted to hit on that actually hinder childhood dreams and the dreams that you have. One is incorrect words spoken over yourself. Harsh words spoken over yourself. Actually, I had a prophetic word about six months ago, seven months ago, and I am very hard on myself. I will admit it. I will analyze everything I do to death. I will say this could have been done better, which is a horrible way to be when you work with children because it never works out the way that you want. <laughs> but I can analyze anything to the point where I can break it down and just be dissatisfied in how it turned out. So God actually spoke a word to me on the prophetic team about not, not being so hard on yourself, just to enjoy the moment that you're in. Allow the Holy Spirit just to be working through you. See, because the biggest obstacle a lot of us have is the one in our own, our own mind. Our own thinking is the one that really shuts down a lot of our dreams. It says negativity actually drowns out creativity. If Satan can convince you to focus on ne the negativity in your life, um, your creativity in your life will be drastically reduced or it won't be there at all. 
You all are creative people in your own way. You do different things, how, how you function in the body of Christ. It's perfectly the way God made you a certain way. But if you always walk around with a negative spirit about yourself, you're going to actually drown out the creative nature that God has planted in you. So a lie that takes root will grow into a tree that bears no fruit. So remember that God dreams, dreamed really big and then he created you. You are God's created being here on earth. And God in you and Christ in you is a big dreamer. So be transformed by your visions and dare to dream again. Dare to press into the thoughts that were impossible because your dreams reveals heaven here on earth and they become somebody else's revelation of the goodness of the king. Your dreams were created for another person, not just for yourself. To be useful in the kingdom of God, our minds have to be renewed or transformed. See, the Christ that is in you is not the Christ that hung on the cross. He's not the one that you see in the flesh. He's actually the Christ that was witnessed by the disciples on the Mount of Transfiguration that actually shone with the brilliance of heaven all around, all around them. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we all, with unveiled faces, reflect the glory of the Lord. That's the glory, the one that the disciples saw. Are be, and we are being transformed. That word transform is the same word that was used in transfiguration. It's the exact same word. So we're all being transformed into some, the same image from one degree of glory to another, which is from the Lord who is the Spirit. We have been transformed for a purpose. And the purpose is found in Matthew 5, 16. Let your light shine before people so that they can see your good deeds and give honor to our Father in heaven. We are created to bring him glory. What you do, what you dream, is to bring him glory. The disciples were confused when they saw Jesus transformed on the mountain. They didn't know what they do, so they resorted back to their old ways of thinking. They said, oh, let us build an altar. Let us do a sacrifice. Let us do something. Let us, we have to do something because this is just too, way, too big. So there's something we have to do. But in the new covenant reality, all you have to do is really be yourself. You just have to learn to discover what God has already planted in you. You can rediscover the dreams in you. You can actually be more effective in the kingdom. Christ in you is the same Christ that was transformed on the mountain and reflected the glory of Christ. Don't look at your dreams as something that is really difficult. A lot of times you'll say, I'll get, a, I'll get a something in my mind for a dream or something that God has planted in my heart. In fact, I'll share just a little bit. This isn't really what this was supposed to look like today in my brain. <laughs> I sent a thing to Joy and to Wanda. And this whole area was going to be a soaking area. And that was going to be the prayer room. We're going to have communion back there. We're going to have another room for big dreams downstairs. The, and the big... Um, um, the great room downstairs is going to be a giant throne room and people were going to come in and we're going to like bring you around like cattle from room to room and your guys were going to like enjoy what we do with the kids thing and, and, and in my mind it all ran perfectly smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was a, you know, but when we got pitched to Steve and Joy, it was like they thought it was a logistical nightmare. <laughs> 
So I even had hall monitors out there. I even wrote to Joey, says, no risk, no reward. I was trying to get it in there. <laughs> but it's not about my big dream. You know, really, it isn't. I mean, I love their hearts. I mean, what we do here is absolutely incredible. And it's not like, and it's not because, and, and I'm not disappointed that we didn't do it at all. So don't get me wrong. I'm encouraged because they allow me to dream big dreams for, for the kids. I don't always get to do what I'm dreaming of, and I'm glad that they don't because it would be a disaster sometimes. <laughs> so, see, God's, God's big dreams are always bigger than your ability. So if you get a big dream from God that you want to do, and you say, oh, that's too big, then it's probably really a dream from God anyway, so you better start working on it, or at least present it someplace and see if it can work itself out. That Christ's transformed body reveals heaven's glory. Your transformed mind should do the same. Our assignment has never been about what we can do for God, but what God can do through us. That is really the essence of the gospel. To do exactly what Jesus did and to destroy the works of the enemy. That's it. That's our calling. When you dispense your dreams here on earth, heaven is released and his glory is revealed. The kingdom of God is at hand. We have the very privilege, if you think about it, the kingdom of God is at hand. You have the privilege to carry the kingdom wherever you go. It's that close to you. God is not interested in the event. He's not interested in all this stuff that we took place. Not that he's not interested, but it's not really his focus. He's focused more on you. He's focused on, did you get it? Did you draw closer to me? Did, you, did we improve our relationship? Did you find my presence in it? Those are the things that he's really interested in. Our dreams are not, are not independent from God. They exist because of him. So delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. If I'm not living, if I'm not breathing, if I'm not dreaming with God, then I'm living in an inferior realm. God is not short of dreams for you. You may have to cut down that dream tree that was inside of you that's withered and died and plant a new one that will grow fruit. A, a wounded spirit, if you're carrying that around with you today, will always drown out your dream tree. If you plant wounds in your soil your tree won't grow very well. It's time to change the way you think and start listening to what God was dreaming of when he created you. And finally, I'm going to close. Says, um, so rediscover the power to dream with God. You'll rediscover a greater revelation of the love God has for you in your life. I wanted to Actually, I taped this to my paper today. I found this. I was getting ready today. This is a little lemon seed. I know we always talk about mustard seed, but this one just happened to be in my sight today. A dream is, God planted something in you. He planted a dream DNA in you when you were born. It's in this form right now for some of us. But if you allow it to plant, it grows fruit, and it will multiply itself into an orchard, and it can feed thousands and thousands of people. So I just put that on my paper just to remind myself. But I do have an activation today. A little tiny one, you don't, it's nothing that's going to embarrass anybody, but I have these papers if somebody would just hand one out to everybody. 
and it's my dream. It's on there. See, I wanted to leave you today, since this is our Children's School of Activation weekend, I wanted you to dream as a child again, and I want you to write it down on this piece of paper, and I wanted to give the, the leadership team here something as a gift today from you. I think it's hard to shepherd a bunch of people and not really understand all their dreams that are in their heart. So when you fill this out, what I want you to do is when you're done with it, leave it up here. You can put your name on it, please. But sometimes there's dreams out there that, that the leadership team never knows about because they just don't have time to hit everybody one-on-one -on -one and say, oh, what are you dreaming about? In fact, in my 25 years of walking as a Christian, I've only ever had one person ever tell me, what, what, what are your dreams of your heart? And, that's, and that shouldn't really be. Because if God planted those dreams there, wouldn't you want to know what they are anyways? You know, so fill them out. When you're done, put them up here. All I'm going to ask the leadership team is to take them, look at them, read them, put their hands on them, pray over them, ask God to release these big dreams. And it doesn't have to do anything about here in the four walls of this church. Some of the biggest and the best dreams um, happen outside when we're going to go and um, minister to homeless people. is a big dream. So a lot of it happens outside the four walls of the church. But I think it would be really good and healthy if the leadership team just had a little consensus of what, what are the dreams of the people that they serve over. All right? I had two dreams I wanted to share with you. And since this is our Children's School of Activation weekend, they both have to do with, with um, the children's ministry. One of my dreams happened about two years ago. And I was, and this vision came to me where I was standing in this room and it was filled with kids. And up here, actually on here, there was kids dancing. Down here, there was kids waving flags. And... There was a lot of live music going on. It was kind of a little chaotic. But as they were worshiping, right down the middle here, a red carpet was rolled out. And as soon as that red carpet was rolled out, some kids ran out from the sides, and they had these little drums on the front of them. And they were beating their drums to the rhythm of the music that was playing. And they stood on both sides of the rug, and they were, they were looking at each other. And this went on for a very long time. And as, soon as, and as soon as this went on for a long time, the doors in the back opened up and the parents started coming in. But the presence of the Lord was so thick that the parents only made it like three or four steps and they would fall flat on their face underneath the presence of the Lord. Those are the things that stir my heart because I know there's more. I know we have more to give. I know there's, I know there's, there's things that we can still mine in our gold mine classes that that we can pull out of these kids and to just to see it to grow and to expand and to see their prophetic words become stronger and their worship become stronger. But we can't hinder them in it. You know, it doesn't look like adult stuff at all. I mean, it looks way different. So you know, don't be afraid if you see it looking completely different. That's just the way kids are. It doesn't offend me at all. I'm encouraged by it. I'm encouraged that they feel the freedom to be themselves. My other dream was this, and I don't know if it was the empty building that we had out back, but I saw two or 3,000 kids worshiping out there. 
And, it was a, and, the, and the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me that it was a Sunday morning, or a Sunday. I don't know if it was morning or not. But there was two or 3,000 kids out there in crazy, uncontrolled worship. And the odd thing about it, there wasn't hardly any adults around, just enough to monitor what was going on. The worship team was led by children. The singing was led by children. The offering was led by children. Everything was led by the children. And it just went on and it went on and it went on. So those are two really big dreams in my heart. Not, remember, God always gives you a bigger dream than probably what the reality of it is, but I'm going to stick to the dream and hope that that is the reality because I'm not afraid of it. So anyways, dream big. Um, I thank Joy and the leadership team for just allowing me to, to dream big with these kids and there is still more to come, and I'm looking forward to what the future has for us. Amen. Thank you for joining us.